0: Getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast.
1: Quarter to ten you are with SAFM and as you heard, KG is up next. The lovely KG with Seasons and uh, people just love that show. They love the music she plays and uh, it's a great way to really swing into a relaxing weekend for sure. So listen up for that one. We're going to go into a story still here in Cape Town. It was an art exhibition that I managed to check out by... Kenyan-born, South African-based artist, Catherine Ochola. And uh, she's currently showing at an art gallery called World Art in Church Street, Cape Town. And the reason I thought it was an extraordinary exhibition is not only is uh, Catherine a master's student and she's just uh, handed in her MFA submission, submission, which is a master's in fine art. It was exhibited in March. But she now has a series of artworks and each one, is the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful painting of clouds and of landscapes. But in every single painting, well not every single painting, there's there's an image which just is like, it's weird, it's jarring, it's strange. And it's the image of a person who is wrapped up in protective gear. And I wondered what that was about. I thought there were so many different angles to it. And I thought, let's get Catherine on the line. We're going to tweet out some of the images of her work as well. So listen up and look out for that as well on Twitter at SAFM radio at Mish Constant and you can just check those works out. Catherine, so thank you so much for joining us.
0: Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm very excited <laughs> to be here.
1: Catherine, this is radio, so I'm not sure if I was able to explain uh, enough. But I wonder if you could describe the works for our listeners, for those who won't have seen the works.
0: Um, well, I just I wanted to start with the concept of it first. Um, uh, the Sky is falling as a project was born out of my out of our disassociation between what we see, that is the sky, which we take countless pictures of but also ignore, and our unconscious but vital ability to breathe and to move freely. Hmm. Um, I feel that somehow we cannot put the two together. Um, So in this case, as you know, what the sky is falling from and Henny Penny, (laughs) the story of the acorn falling on on the chick's head, um, it is the opposite of a bedtime story for children. It is a speculative fiction story for adults with paintings. (laughs) I think that's the best way that I can describe it. Um, so for me, I feel that as adults, we do not see the connection between our actions or lack of action and impending disaster. Um, if I'm to summarize it in a line, I would say that I engage with the politics of air through landscape, and more specifically through sky and cloudscapes. Um, by the politics of air, I mean invisible threats, so I'm referring to things like climate change, conflicts, meaning radiation and nerve agents, and most recently, COVID-19. But I also allude to things like the space race that is currently going on. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a complicated um, <laughs> uh, bunch of topics.
1: <laughs> but you know, Catherine, you mentioned um, uh, radiation, and, and and it was incredible. As I looked at these works, I was suddenly reminded of the fact that Chernobyl, um, w- which was part of a history of um the USSR but of course now is in Ukraine and there has been a huge huge issue around bombing around Chernobyl and what does that mean for radiation for people in the area and then I also thought a lot about when you said it's about the ability to breathe which is an unconscious one I started to think about COVID as well Um, and you you, have mentioned both of those ironically your works are so much about open space but in the very nature of open space, one may not be able to breathe at all.
0: Um, <clears throat> yes, well, the thing about, about COVID was that things didn't really change in terms of landscape. Yeah. Um, everything has more or less stayed the same. So there wasn't this big disaster like in the movie Contagion in, in 2011, <laughs> where everyone was running around and ransacking everything and there was this absolute panic yeah. Um it but, but that is one of the things that I allude to is the fact that there's just been this acceptance of this as a sort of normal and that it was assimilated so quickly. Um, part of that for me is my work is very much inspired by science and speculative fiction. Um, but I feel at the same time that we are living in a time when you can say, People no longer say, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) I Mm. think what I mean is that there's a playbook to follow if aliens landed tomorrow, a role in a science fiction film that has made us feel that everything sort of is accepted immediately, if that makes any sense. Um, So we have become somewhat complacent in terms of our interaction or, or engagement with things like climate change, which is a future threat in a way, but it's also... In the present, so this is the future present, where the pre- the future is already here, essentially. Um, and in terms of Chernobyl, well, I'm my heritage. I'm half Kenyan and half Russian, so everything that is going on now is obviously affecting me and my family. But um, my family actually lived in Kiev between August 1984 and January 1988, so we were there when the Chernobyl incident happened. We'd actually just come from my grandmother's. Um, Uh, from a vacation at my grandmother's place. And then we ended up stuck in that lockdown. So essentially, COVID-19 is the second lockdown in my lifetime. And it wasn't part of the plan when I was making this body of work. I was actually thinking about other things. (laughs) I was focused on climate change and um, the Chernobyl incident, and I was thinking about that and unpacking that. And in the meantime, the speed at which we've almost come to the edge of disaster has been mind-blowing, to be honest
1: uh, Catherine, may I, may I ask you, if you, you you say that you are half Kenyan and half Russian, and I imagine you have family members then in both Russia and in Ukraine right now. What, what, what is your reading? What, are you, what, are you, what is your family telling you if they are still there? Um,
0: I, uh, for me, I'm, I'll just say that I'm deeply disappointed and very saddened by what is happening because obviously I have roots in both countries. Yeah. Um, and I feel quite helpless. So when I was making work about this, I was worrying about hypotheticals in the future. And I never dreamt the speed at which they would land in the present. Um, hmm. All at once, like, so it's back to back from the COVID-19 to, to war. Um, imagine painting things about a future that happens the next day. That's what it feels like. Um, and I'm terrified about what could happen next. That's basically what my work is about. The Kind of the worst outcome where you have a lonely figure sort of traversing these landscapes, land and skyscapes. Um, That is what my work is about, a protest sort of for future generations,
1: I think. Mm. You know, it's interesting where you talk about uh, the future is now. I mean, in so many ways, if we look at the Wade versus Roe um, attack in the States and, and much, much more, then in fact what we're seeing, and your pictures seem to show this, is that dystopia is not in the future. Dystopia is now.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's another topic entirely. I mean, um, the sort of reversal of rights and and I I can't really comprehend how we came to be here because I felt that we had just sort of gotten out of the COVID-19 situation and sort of started to breathe again. And now we're back in in, in, in even sort of the potential for even worse things to come, which is sad because... um, if I were to quote Greta Thunberg, she just says that it's so incredibly unfair. She says, we're not the ones who are responsible for this, but we are the ones who have to live with these consequences, and that is so mm-hmm. incredibly unfair. So um, she actually is also a big inspiration behind this work because um, I find that a lot of people are very angry with her, but she makes a point, a very valid point, about um, also with the with the situation in the U- U.S. right now, um, in terms of the rights of the children, the unborn, okay, so they will be born into this world into what kind of future? As you said, mm. it may be a very dystopian future. Um, so there has to be responsibility for the quality of life of all people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The quality of air, which we also take for granted, is absolutely essential. So there I'm also thinking about the space race and our rush to sort of colonize other planets, if I I can put it that way. Yeah, Um, without looking after our own. Yes. Uh, It it seems so simple at the end of the day because we have this one planet, but uh, I don't know, we we somehow take everything for granted all the time. So I think that's sort of the gist of what my world building is about. And I'm still going to develop the the figures and the characters and the landscapes as I go along. Uh, So with the three chapters that I've started at the moment. I might add more chapters as I go, yeah.
1: Catherine, in closing, you have a photorealist painting technique. So you're working with oil, I'm assuming it's oils, and yep. you are creating works which almost look like photographs, which, well, they, they could be photographs. How difficult is that as a technique? Um, as a technique,
0: it's it actually sort of comes naturally for me. I, I find it more difficult to be... Relax and sketch (laughs) and (laughs) do the opposite. So, I find that the photorealism photorealism is part of the process. So, uh, the hazmat suit that you see in the paintings is called Perseverance, named after the Mars rover. And I actually dress in it. And I was walking around in Sutherland for some of those paintings, and my (laughs) partner was taking the photographs that I then used. So, there's actually a whole process behind it. It's part Performance, photography, and painting are all involved. <laughs> at the end of the day, in the background, in the making of those works, uh, but I do take my own images wherever and as much as I can, and uh, and then from there build into actually doing the paintings. Uh, I well, find that the paintings just bring out something more than the than the photographs.
1: Well, I want to congratulate you. There are extraordinary, extraordinary works. And if you are in Cape Town, anybody, and you feel like you want to go and look at some great art, then get to the World Art uh, Gallery. It's in 54 Church Street. And go and look at Catherine Ochoa's work. She is. It's a, it's a series called Chapter 3, Fly, and it comes out of her Masters in Fine Arts submission, which uh, she presented in March And it really, as I say, is is an extraordinary series of photorealist works, but incredibly beautiful landscapes, sky, etc. But then that strange dystopian uh, creature or character in a hazmat suit who is walking through it in the distance. Go and have a look at it. It's 9.55. We're going to play out with a song. This was your choice.